before this video starts, make sure to like the video and subscribe to the Jaycarlet YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on audio, make sure to follow the, the Talking Football podcast. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Talking Football podcast with your host, Jacob Cullip. And yet again, we're talking about at the end to another game week in the Premier League. Game week two, it has been, oh, let's drop the pen there. But game week two, what a fantastic week it was for either of your teams. If you're a Liverpool fan, if you were a Chelsea fan, fantastic performances from them. We will dive into that, but maybe not for me being a Man United fan. Probably not the best result for us if I'm honest but we will get into that and remember guys to follow Talking Football Podcast as previously mentioned a little bit of spit there blimey um make sure to follow the Talking Football Podcast on Instagram make sure to follow my Instagram page as well Jacob Cullip underscore underscore it will be linked down in the description below and if you're listening to this on a podcast provider make sure to follow on there Spotify Apple Podcasts your choice it's also good to be a bit diverse these days. So let's get into the game week two predictions that I did last week. And I'm going to share the screen now. Let's just show that. And here we are. You probably can't see my face, but that's probably a good thing for some people. But we have the first game here. We have Liverpool versus Burnley. So that ended 2-0. I originally put 3-1. I thought Liverpool were going to win this game, which I did get the win correct. But I thought they they actually struggled a bit in the first half of four. But then the goal from Diogo Jota from a brilliant cross from Costas Simicas. Fantastic cross that was. Stepping into Andy Robertson's shoes, but he was on the bench, so he should be back for the Chelsea game. But I wouldn't be surprised if Simicas does appear in the Chelsea game because of fantastic form he has been on, especially in people's FPL teams. But Burnley started the second the second half. They thought they had a goal, but it was ruled out for offside. But Burnley, I thought they I thought they played really well. Um, Field they always seem to do well there, as I previously mentioned in the last episode. But a good performance from Burnley, but close, but no cigar. And Liverpool come out 2-0 winners from goals from Diogo Jota and a brilliant goal from Sadio Mane from a Trent Alexander-Arnold assist. So Liverpool, two wins from two, and they needed that going into the next game against Chelsea. Next game, we're going to the three o'clock kickoffs. No, we have Aston Villa versus Newcastle. Aston Villa losing to Watford last week, 3-2 at Vicarage Road. Newcastle losing in a brilliant, entertaining game against West Ham last week. I did think Aston Villa were going to win this 2-1, and Aston Villa won it 2-0, so it was very close. Newcastle United could have had a penalty near the end, but Callum Wilson was ruled out for offside after Emmy Martinez did bring down Callum Wilson, but it was offside. So I could have got a prediction right. I haven't even got one right so far of doing these uh, this year. I got quite a few right last year. But Aston Villa, good performance, a fantastic bicycle kick from Danny Ings. What a way to score on your home debut in front of the Aston Villa fans. And a goal from Mauel Agazi from the penalty spot having his 100% record intact from the penalty spot. Good performance from Aston Villa, but Newcastle, two losses from two, and Aston Villa getting off the mark in the Premier League season. Now we go to the most boring game of the three o'clock kickoffs. We had Crystal Palace versus Brentford. It was the first draw of the season. 
I thought Crystal Palace were actually going to win this one 1-0. One so I did think it was going to be quite a close and probably a dull game. But in the end, it ended up 0-0 with Brentford actually having most of the chances in the game. But Crystal Palace could have scored a wonderful goal, but it was a brilliant save from the goalkeeper. Not really much to say on this game. But yeah, nil-nil was a draw. Um, most entertaining game of the three o'clock kickoffs, perhaps from not the next one. But we had Leeds versus Everton. Fantastic game that was. Dominic Calvert-Lewin converting from the penalty spot after a penalty appeal from VAR. And then Leeds equalised through Mateus Click. And then right at the start of the second half, Damari Gray getting his first goal for Everton, a fantastic goal. He played really well in this game. And then Rafinha getting his first goal of the season with a wonderful left foot strike from outside the box. Fantastic game, entertaining game of football. I initially put this down as a 3-2 victory for Leeds. I wasn't far off in this game, but it was absolutely fantastic. If you have time, go watch it again. Fantastic game. And Leeds get their first point of the season. And Everton have a win and draw in their first two games. Not bad for Rafa Benitez. They're definitely playing for him, as we've seen in the first two games. But there is something known as the new manager bounce. Next game we had, well, this is another entertaining game. Well, this is pretty predictable. But we have Manchester City versus Norwich at the Etihad. I originally predicted Man City win. I think everyone did. I said this was going to be 4-0. Ended up being 5-0. The first goal was an own goal. From Tim Krul, really unlucky, he hit off the defender, then hit off him. And then Jack Grealish, <laughs> with a very lucky goal, he didn't know much about it, came off his knee from a cross from Gabriel Jesus. And he made it 2-0. Our Merrick Laporte also scored as well. I can't, oh, I can't remember the other score. Who's the other score? I can't remember. But Ray Mahrez making it. Actually, I'm going to click on to that, then it'll be a bit easier. Uh, Raheem Sterling, there we go. I forgot Raheem Sterling. But Raheem Sterling also scoring to make it four, and then Rian Morris to make it five. A fantastic performance from Manchester City, the champions, in front of their 51,437 fans. Well, that's also Cowan Norwich City fans. I'm surprised actually City have fans. But I digress. Let's move on. But yeah, good win for Manchester City and definitely needed to get off the mark in the season. And then the last game on Saturday was Brighton and Hove Albion versus Watford. Brighton winning their first game at Turf Moor last week. Watford also beating Aston Villa, surprisingly. I did put Brighton to win this one and make it two wins from two. I originally said 2-1 and it ended 2-0. So I was actually really close on this game as well. I've had two close predictions with the Leeds and Everton game and the Brighton and Watford game. So I'm quite happy with the predictions, but... Yeah, you know, you wish you wanted one anyway. Then we go into Sunday's games. We had the two the two, two o'clock kickoffs. First one was Southampton versus my boys, Manchester United. Southampton took the lead for a Fred own goal, deflected from a Charlie, uh, Charlie Adams, blimey, uh, Jay Adams shot. And it went in past David Hay, nothing he could do about it. But Fred, uh, I mean, you guys, if you guys actually want to see me do a Man United series of reviews, Make sure to put a comment down in the description if you actually want to see me talk about Man Manchester United more. Uh, but Man United equalised through Mason Greenwood. Two goals in two for him. He's had a fantastic start to the season. And Paul Pogba already getting his fifth goal, the fifth goal, fifth assist of the season. So fantastic for Paul Pogba. Started the season very well and, and as Mason Greenwood. But they, they were, those were probably the two best players for Manchester United. A really bad performance. I mean, after each goal winning, Manchester United just didn't it didn't look like playing it was that bad they score a goal could see the goal and then it just 
drop. And about 10 minutes ago after we scored the goal. But then after that, I think Southampton had glorious chances, especially the ones from Adam Armstrong, say from David De Gea, it was bad from a Maguire pass. So Southampton really should have won the game. We come out with a point, maybe not bad on paper, but considering everyone else like Liverpool and Chelsea have won and Manchester City won as well. So they're only a point behind. It's not the greatest result in the world. But if you guys want to see me talk more in depth about Manchester United, make sure to put in the comments on the video or message me on my social media. Then we go to the other two o'clock kickoff on Sunday. We had Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Spurs. Nuno Espirito Santo returning to his former side he left during the summer. Not much in this game. I think Spurs definitely deserved to win. Ruben Neves was the standout performer for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Stephen Bergwijn, I say Stephen Bergwijn's little run was quite good, but he can never actually finish Stephen Bergwijn. Good player, but he needs to find a bit more consistency. But the only goal of the game happening from the penalty spot from Deli Alley winning the penalty after the new Wolverhampton Wanderers goalkeeper conceded it. And Deli Alley converted with his first goal of the season. And he is Deli Alley back from a few years ago? Two games in, maybe a bit early to say, but Deli seems to be performing well. At the moment, then we go to the biggest game of game week two. It was Arsenal, the struggling gunners versus the high flying birds in well, fine in Lions, high flying birds. If you know, you know. Um, to and Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea to be exact. And Chelsea, no surprise here, coming out two nil winners. I actually got to go back. I said Man United were going to win three nil. That ended one one. I said Wolverhampton Wanderers were going to. A lose against Spurs 2-0, ended 1-0, so I was close on that. Then I said Chelsea were going to win 2-1 in this game. I was close on that as well. I thought Arsenal, Arsenal were very close to scoring. A better performance in the second half, but that first half performance after the 10-minute mark and then 15 minutes after Romelu Lukaku scored. Arsenal actually started the game well, but Chelsea just took a hold of that first half. Fantastic performance. And it looked like every time Chelsea went forward, they were just cutting through that midfield so easily. They looked like they would have scored every time. Perhaps they should have scored more than two, especially all the chances from Romelu Lukaku and then some of the other chances the players have, like Havertz as well. So Chelsea really should be coming out more than 2 nil winners, but maybe a little bit of encouraging second half for Arsenal. But... Two losses from two. Chelsea, two wins from two going into that big game at Anfield on Saturday. Definitely confidence for the Blues and no confidence for the Gunners who face Manchester City. And we'll, But we'll get into that later. And then we have West Ham United versus Leicester on the Monday night football. The first Monday night football of the season ended West Ham 4, Leicester City 1. A surprising result. I said this was going to be close. It's going to be 1-1. Brilliant first goal from West Ham. Brilliant first time cross from Saeed Benrahma to Pablo Fornells. Antonio assisting Benrahma again. That's a good partnership. It could be like Kane and Son last year. And then a goal from Yuri Tillemans. It was their only shot on, you know, on target. It was a deflected shot and then fell out to him. So they scored. And then Antonio becoming West Ham's top Premier League goal scorer by two, scoring two wonderful goals and his <laughs> very funny celebration. It was quite funny. But yeah, West Ham running out 4-1 winners. Fantastic performance. I did think this was going to be close, but Leicester were down to 10 men after a horrible challenge from Iose Perez. Not the greatest in the world and he will serve a free match ban. Not a great performance from Leicester. We're down to 10 men, but West Ham two wins from two and they are currently, if you check here, they are currently top of the league, above Chelsea, Liverpool and Brighton. Even Brighton are in the top four. Mad madness to start the season. It is, early, it is early doors, but 
I think West Ham fans will be happy to see their team top of the league at the moment. And yep, in other football news, we had the news yesterday about Sal Niguez. Let's get the fixtures up here. We had the news of Sal Niguez potentially moving to either Chelsea or Manchester United. Let me just cut back, stop, share for the moment. Let me get on the fixtures there so I can go on. The benefits of doing stuff live. Hello, I'm back again. But also, I've got to say, yes, Sal Niguez is potentially moving to a Premier League club. It's either going to be Chelsea or Manchester United. So, who knows about that? It's going to be on loan so and an obligation to buy. But it seems like Chelsea are front-runners. Well, if you ever report, it's either Chelsea or Manchester United front-runners. But especially after Manchester United's performance, we definitely need a midfielder. Is he a holding midfielder, though? Could he do the role? He's we play for Diego Simeone, especially in a low block side. So potentially he has the capabilities of doing and playing in the number six role and other positions around midfield. Chelsea looking to strengthen in other midfielders along with like what well, they already have. It's mad. Kovacic, Angola Kante, Jorginho. It's madness. But Manchester United definitely need a midfielder. But it's sound against the one. Which, I mean, after Basuma's man of the match performance of Brian, perhaps they should be going for Eve Basuma. What a fantastic player he is. I mean, Chelsea and Manchester United also want to get Declan Rice, but they're going to be priced out of a move and potentially Declan will move next summer. But Manchester United should definitely go, be going for a midfielder, either Basuma, Ruben Neves after his fantastic performance. Yeah, he can definitely do that role, role as well. But yeah, so Manchester United definitely need midfielder. Chelsea looking to strengthen in midfield and that's football news. And in other news, a huge breaking news last night, a £137 million bid from Real Madrid for PSG's Kylian Mbappe. What fantastic signing that would be. But it does make you wonder, they're trying to get in a Super League Real Madrid. They had no money, apparently, but they can find £137 million for Kylian Mbappe. Bit funny, that, but a fantastic signing that would be. And PSG are refusing to sell Kylian Mbappe. But it'd be a great signing. Definitely tune a lot more people into La Liga, especially after Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona. So it'll be an attractive signing for Real Madrid and potentially make, bring them back after, after their downfall since 2018, after last winning the Champions League against Liverpool in Kiev. But it'll be a good signing. Of, of also, Martin Odegaard and Aaron Ramsdale have signed for Arsenal. Martin Odegaard originally was on loan from January last year and they decided to buy him. Good signing, I think. Didn't set the world on fire when he was at Arsenal on loan from January to the end of the season last year. But a good signing for Arsenal. I think that's actually good for 30 million. And then Aaron Ramsdale, the goalkeeper from Sheffield United, who's been relegated two times in a row with Bournemouth and Sheffield United last season, has signed for Arsenal. Potentially could be a number two. Maybe he could dislodge Leno. You never know, but signed for £24 million, rising to £30 million. Pounds. So he's another £30 million spent from Arsenal. They are the league's top spenders. They definitely need to spend, but are they signing the right players? Put a comment down below. But that was the transfer news and other football news around the world, especially the break, big breaking news from Kylian Mbappe yesterday. Now we're going to game week three fixtures. This is what we all like to see. So let's go into that right now. And we have the first game on Saturday, half 12 kickoff at the Etihad Stadium. We have champions Manchester City versus Arsenal. Now, what is it going to be in this game? Who knows? Could Arsenal maybe surprise City? 
I pretty much doubt that. I think if Arsenal come out with something in this, even a point now, be good for them. They haven't even scored a goal yet, yet to be mentioned. But I do think Manchester City are going to be a bit too strong and I'm going to go for 3-0 Manchester City and get another win under their belt. Aston Villa versus Brentford. Aston Villa getting their first win last week against Newcastle. Brentford beating Arsenal. So they're capable of surprises and getting probably, you should have probably should have won at Selhurst Park last week. So it won't be an easy game for Aston Villa. But I think I'm just, I think I'm going to go quite close. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Aston Villa victory against Brentford. Then we have the other three o'clock kickoffs. Well, we have the three o'clock kickoff just then with Aston Villa. But it's Brighton versus Everton. Brighton, two wins from two. Everton have a fantastic start to the season. But that the lead slipped twice last week against Leeds United. But I'm going to go a 1-0 Everton victory in this. And I think Brighton will slump to their first defeat of the season. Newcastle versus Southampton, both strug- both struggling at the moment, but Southampton probably should have won against Manchester United. Again, probably a decent point in the end since nobody thought they were going to win. Newcastle definitely need to get something, a definitely a win. There's a chance of a win here at St. James's Park. They've got the crowd behind them. Uh, oh, this is going to look close. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw, I think. So Newcastle will get their first point of the season. Norwich versus Leicester. Uh, Norwich had quite a tough start to the season. They got Arsenal after the international break. I think this will be a very hard game for them as well. I think last time they faced it at Carrow Road, it was in front of fans, one of the last games in front of fans of that season. And Norwich surprised from a Jamal Lewis goal. But I don't think history will repeat itself this time. And I'm going to go for a 2 0 Leicester City victory. Uh, West Ham versus Crystal Palace, a London derby here. West Ham in brilliant form, flying high. Uh, Crystal Palace, not great at the moment. They got knocked out of the Carabao Cup last night by Watford. All the Carabao Cup games, I haven't reviewed those, but Premier League's where it's at, really. But I will talk about Carabao Cup games if you guys want me to. But I think ooh, I think West Ham will win this game. Crystal Palace will probably... Uh, it's hard to say with Crystal Palace because sometimes they just spring out of nowhere. But I do think West Ham will make it three wins out of three. I'm going to go for a 3-0 victory for West Ham United. Then the biggest, undoubtedly, the biggest game of game week three, we have Liverpool versus Chelsea at Anfield. The two arguably title favourites going head-to-head. Liverpool making it two wins from two by beating Norwich and Burnley. Who you expect to be Chelsea beating because they uh, they beat Crystal Palace and they beat Arsenal. So we'd say it's a tough test, especially going way to the Emirates. It's always a tough test, no matter what predicament Arsenal were in. But Chelsea, two wins from two as well. Oh, it's quite close. I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. I think Liverpool will overcome Chelsea in this game. And I think it's going to be a very entertaining watch for the neutral. Then we go into the last three games on the Sunday. First, we have undoubtedly maybe not a great game to watch. We have Burnley versus Leeds United. Burnley, two losses from two. Leeds getting their first points on the board against Everton. I think it's going to be a routine win for Leeds. I'm going to go... 3-1 at Turf Moor. Spurs versus Watford. Spurs also making it two wins 
out to nobody thought that Watford winning their first game but also losing their second against Brighton I think this is going to be a routine win for Spurs I'm going to go 3-0 to Tottenham Hotspur and will Harry Kane start this game he did come off the bench at Wolves last week will he stay at Spurs especially with the transfer window closing next week who knows and then the final game we have Wolves versus my boys Manchester United at Molyneux we actually don't have a great record at Molyneux we did win there last year with our B team but as I said, we don't have a great record there at the stadium. But I think this is going to be a close game. I think Wolves will get their first goal, but I'm going to predict a Manchester United 3-1 victory. Um, will Rafa Varane and James Sanchez start, especially after they're on the bench at Southampton? Will actually Donny van der Beek start? Probably not. Probably McTominay and Fred. Fred didn't have a great performance, let's be honest. He got put on his backside a few times, then he scored the own goal. But yeah, I think Manchester United will win this game, but I think it'll be incredibly tight. But I'm still going to go a 3-1 victory. So tell me, guys, what you think of the scoreline is going to be for game week three. Remember to put them in the comments. Make sure to follow the Talking Football podcast on Instagram. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Jacob underscore Caleb underscore underscore. And also make sure to follow on your podcast provider. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the Jacob Cullip YouTube channel. Remember, guys, you need to be yourself. You can't be no one else. I've been Jacob Cullip. And yeah, guys, peace.